Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Monday. Welcome to another coffee chat episode. Whenever we don't have a coffee chat and I do like a weekly reflection or a monthly reflection, I always miss it. I feel like this is our time to catch up, to connect. And even if it's like me talking into the void, it's nice, you know? It feels like we're getting on the same page or something. If you're new here, Coffee Chat episodes are where I share what I'm learning right now, what's going on behind the scenes, and what to expect on the podcast for this week. And, you know, that's what we're here to do today. So if you're interested, grab yourself a cup of coffee or maybe some tea and let's catch up. Starting with what I'm learning right now. And I always say what I'm learning, and sometimes most of the time, these are not like revelations that I've never had before. These are like reminders of a lesson I learned a long time ago, and that's what we're going with today, and that is that what we focus on grows, (laughs) and I have kind of this complicated relationship to the concept of manifestation. It's not something that I personally believe in, like it's magic. You know, I've gone through seasons where I've kind of been into it more and seasons when I've not. I have had a lot of friends who are really into it and friends who really believe in its like magical abilities. I tend to be much a much more practical person. So things that motivate me tend to be rooted in what I can see, right? So I have created this relationship to manifestation that is not based off of the belief that just because I feel good, everything will be good. And we've talked about this before, probably, I think here, but maybe just on Instagram. But I think I've talked before about how manifestation is like a nightmare for my anxiety, because this whole concept of like, if you feel positive, everything's going to work out for you. And if you feel negative, everything's going to be terrible for you. If you think about the Enneagram 7 and our preoccupation with feeling good and believing that everything's going to work out, pairing that with a belief system that says when you feel good, you get what you want, and when you don't feel good, you don't, it is a nightmare internally. At least for me, it is a nightmare. And I'm sure there is much more to it than that, uh, you know, but for me, that is how I've experienced it. That's been my experience with it. So I, you know, not the biggest fan and just, and just in general, I also think it negates a lot of privilege. I think the people who speak about manifestation the most tend to be often in the most privileged categories and kind of are ignoring the reality that maybe they had some help along the way. Maybe there's a reason it wasn't so hard to get the things that they wanted. And coming from kind of a different kind of childhood, you know, coming without and have like parental support, I think that 
it always kind of bugged me when I would see people manifest a house, but then find out that their parents like paid for the down payment. And it's like, well, that's not manifestation. That's having rich parents. And so kind of navigating that, that obvious resentment that I hold toward the manifestation world paired with the reality that these practices are often exactly the kind of self-support that I need has been a doozy. And I was recently talking to a coaching client about this and about how when things are going awry or aren't working out or when I'm feeling like what am I doing? I just want to hide under the covers. I don't want anyone to see me when I'm in that space. These manifestation practices are actually incredibly supportive to me. And they give me a connection to my future. They give me a hope. They remind me of all the good that is right here and right now. And they help me to hold on a little longer to belief. And I'm kind of of the belief that manifestation does work, but I don't think it works because like magic, because of vibes. Like I'm sending out good vibes and that's bringing in better vibes. I think it's more like I attune myself to what I want and I unconsciously make the decisions that I need to make to get there. I look for the good in my life so my life feels better and I have more hope, which helps me to keep going when and 99% of what makes success possible is just continuing to show up even when it feels like that's the most terrifying and embarrassing thing you could do. I think manifestation is really helpful with that because what it really is, what, you know, what manifestation practices really are, are attuning to the good that is here and now, letting yourself feel those feelings in the moment, and then visioning for a positive future as if it's already here. And there's no harm in that. And in fact, I find a lot of support in that practice, especially when things feel hard. And yeah, and I and I think in the similar way, like if we focus on the good that is here, we're going to feel more of the good that is here. If we focus on all that we're missing, we're going to feel more of what we're missing. And it's that simple. It's like as simple as like what we focus on grows and not in the sense that our circumstances don't impact us, that systems in place don't impact people. But at some point we do have to cope with those things and they're unfortunate sometimes and we still cope and we cope the best we can. And this is one of my ways that I cope. So here's one of the things that I do when I'm in need of this kind of support. So the first thing I do is I write I am and I write down two to three things that I love about myself. And then I write down I see and that's two to three things I see for my future that are positive. I write down I feel two to three things that I'd like to feel in the future and I have two to three things that I want for my future. And then I write an affirmation and I usually write it six times. Something really extravagant like money is falling into my lap or everything is falling into place or I am overrun with beautiful things. <laughs> and then I do a gratitude practice. So 
I liked the 10 good things. I mean, this is something that I did. Uh, gosh, I started doing like 2015 and we've talked about it here a ton, but it's essentially just a gratitude list of 10 things that are good. And I like this method because it's not so much about what is good to think is good. You know, there's no should in it. I think when I sit down and I'm like, write a gratitude list, I need to be humble and deep and <laughs> like it needs to be significant in some way. I need to see what I have that I didn't realize I have or appreciate that I have a roof over my head, you know, really meaningful stuff. And when I do 10 good things, I'm like, you know, I, I like hot tea and I like my couch and my bird feeder makes me really happy. You know, it can be, it just feels lighter and it makes me have quicker access to gratitude. And so I like that. I also typically do it thematically. So I'll do 10 good things about my home, 10 good things about my marriage, 10 good things about my job, you know, whatever it is. And that helps me as well. So that is what I'm thinking about a lot right now. I'm just kind of having this conversation with my client slash friend and being able to remember that sometimes we cope in unexpected ways and also sometimes coping mechanisms are appropriate to a situation and harmless. You know, sometimes coping mechanisms are not harmless, but I'll, there are some that are. Which brings me to three good things, starting off uh, strong there. The first good thing is that I ended my co-working space. We'll get more into that in a minute. And I went in to do my last working day there. And there were flowers on my desk and a little note um, from the community manager. And it was really sweet. And I really appreciated it. The second one is therapy. I look forward to it every week. We've had kind of a stressful week over here. And I told my husband I had therapy yesterday. And he was like, man, I'm so jealous you got to go first. Because he goes on Friday, I go on Wednesday. It's just so nice to have someone to talk to, to hold space for you in that way, where you don't feel like you're taking time from them because this is the time, way that they've allocated that time. And then my third, I wrote coping mechanisms. I think it's really cool that they exist and that we have, as humans, evolved in such a way that we can navigate stress in really creative and fascinating ways. So I think that's really neat. Now, last week I moved out of my co-working space. I was on the fence about downgrading my subscription to just doing like a flex desk, but I tracked it how often I was using it. And I went like five times last month and that's not enough times for me to justify the cost. And I think we've talked before about how I just want to have like a low cost business. And so it just doesn't feel like the right cost right now. And it might change. And if it does change, I'll definitely go back to the same place. I loved it. It's just not being used right now. So I canceled that. And then I closed the launch. And then pretty much overlapped, I opened up space for coaching in 2024. Which maybe sounds crazy, but I didn't want to be launching over the holiday season or bright band speaking in the new year. So I just wanted to go ahead and open doors now so that we could get 
get our clients on the books before January. So we start coaching in January and we'll coach January, February, and March. We do two sessions a month, get direct Slack access to me, and then you also have access to my entire workshop library. So if you've been thinking about working with me one-on-one and that's of interest to you, now is definitely the time. So I will put the link in the show notes for you. I just take on a few clients each quarter. So I hope that you'll consider if you're interested. Uh, The next thing we decorated for Christmas and I learned to make French bread, which was really fun. And I was really proud of it. Now I'm feeling vulnerable about leaving the co-working space. I think it's a little bit of a scary choice. I like having a place to go that's just for work. And at the same time, I'm also really proud of that choice to leave the co-working space because I think it aligns with my core values for the month of December, which starts with humility. Leaving the co-work is kind of like that act of humility to focus more on how it feels to be in my business and how it looks to be in my business, prioritizing stability over luxury and yeah, being willing to make sacrifices when it's necessary. And that feels really good in terms of just feeling like, all right, yeah, I'm keeping my business the way that I want it to be. I'm not expanding to match what I think it ought to be, if that makes sense. My next core value for the month of December is peace. To do that, I'm going to spend the weekend with really low expectations for myself. I often spend weekends with a long to-do list of things that I need to do. I actually have to work this weekend. I have a, a meeting with, on a project that I'm kind of taking on. So I have that. But otherwise, like I think I'm going to take it pretty easy. And then gumption. I just want to be putting myself out there in new and unique ways. All right. Next, we have the self-care challenge this week. So last week, I said I would do my workouts even though we were traveling, but I did not. I was still sick, and my coach gave me time off. So I did not do that. But this week, I am going to work from a coffee shop at least one day this week because I... Yeah, it's fun for me. And in terms of what's coming up on the podcast this week, Tuesday, we are talking about wintering by Enneagram type. Wednesday is our weekly Q&A. Thursday, we have notes from therapy. And then Friday, a podcast interview with Lee Fields on object relations. So this week is an invitation to tap into your gratitude. And I have a quote here from Betty White, who better than our favorite seven, Betty White. It's your outlook on life that counts. If you take yourself lightly and don't take yourself too seriously, pretty soon you can find the humor in our everyday lives. And sometimes it can be a lifesaver. All right, friends, thank you so much for being here and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.